So, it is a cloudy day today or whatever, but you know, hey, it is what it is. It's not too bad outside. It seems kind of nice warm weather-wise, so it's going pretty well outside, I think, whatever. Uh, but let's uh, let's get right into the scriptures. I just, I just want to go straight to the scriptures today. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, And you he made alive, you who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So he's talking to us, whatever, we've been made alive because of Jesus Christ, we've been made alive in Jesus Christ by his sacrifice. Whereas before we were dead, we were, in our trespasses and our sins, we were dead. We're walking around, we're doing everything, you know, giving in to the flesh, of the, uh, you know, the lust of the flesh and, and everything else, feeling our desires of the flesh and the mind, everything else, and we were dead. We may have been walking around, we may have thought we were alive, but we were dead, dead men walking. Uh, instead, he's renewed us and made us alive. And also, we were children of wrath, I mean, which is kind of an accurate statement. We, we, we tend to be a very wrathful people, right? You know, like somebody does something, they wronged us, we want to get revenge, we want to get even, we want to lash out to them and, and attack them and hurt them. Um, there's a, uh, kind of, I was just reading an article the other day, that there's a uh, show called The Terminal List, and there's a big divide between the critics, whatever, and the people who are actually watching it, at rating scores and stuff like that. The critics were like, kind of like, eh, the people watching are like, yay. And you know, I was reading the article and I was trying to trying to figure out why is there a big discrepancy there. However, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen what, what movies usually win you know the best picture or whatever? I think there's always been a big discrepancy between critics and <laughs> audience members. I mean, usually the movies that win best picture had like ten people who watched the movie or whatever. It's not the one that everybody went and everybody was raving about stuff like that. Critics have a different standards, if you will. Uh, but basically, part of it was that the character in there uh, that's played by uh, Chris Pratt is, uh, I guess, he's, he's taking out revenge and stuff like that. And so the audience, they really kind of enjoyed that whole wrath that he's bringing about this righteous vengeance, or they feel righteous vengeance, you know, going out there and just striking people down and stuff like that. Whereas the critics are like, eh, it's kind of old school. We've seen this, we've done this. But like, come on now, can we reinvent it in a better way? But that, that's the thing, well, we, we like that. We like to see, like, hey, somebody wrong, you know, get in revenge. And people are applauding that. You know, we're, we're giving into this flesh and desires, whatever. Like, how can I get even with this person here, whatever? And we're, we're applauding that and stuff like that. Uh, but God, who is rich in mercy, rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. Again, remember, we're trespassing and sinning against him. So if anybody wants to go around and actually getting that righteous vengeance, it should be God. But instead, what is he? He's rich. In his mercy, and it's his great love which he loved us. He, he's got all this love for us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So even though we're doing all these horrible things and we're even applying horrible things against each other, God still loves us. He still gives us the opportunity to be saved and to, to be given life, to be made alive, to be undead. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So he's raising us up, all of us, so that we can all sit together if we're walking with God. Now, not, hey, you sit over here and you sit over there and put up a wall and say, no, no, no. That we can all sit together in the heavenly places. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So again, it's not about what we have done, whatever. It's not like, oh, look at this person over here. They did some great thing, whatever. That's no. It's, it's by God. It's by God's grace, by his love that we are saved, that we are redeemed. It's by his kindness. It's by you know, the faith. It's, it's not because of our works. Uh, you know, So that way you can't be boasting around there, I, I saved myself, whatever. That, that's not the deal. God, you know, that, that's not the thing, whatever. He's not looking for that. But he wants us all together. Together, sitting together. No, no walls, no barriers, whatever, but raising us up together. Because we're going to walk with God, and we're going to be showered in his great mercy and his love for us. And we'll be able to sit there together in his presence. And so, again, we're not separating. Even though we're all doing these horrible things, he's got that mercy and grace to forgive us and let us sit together to raise us up. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18, so here they particularly was talking about the Jewish people and, and the Gentiles. Again, because you know, they're like, hey, we're special, we're gonna, you know, we get saved, you guys are out of the luck, or whatever, you know, like separation there, you know, there's a barrier there, there's separation, you get two different groups, or whatever. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Jesus, in his body, by his sacrifice, he's broken down the wall of separation between the Jews and the Gentiles. That, that's gone. Now the Gentiles have the same salvation as the Jewish people had. You know, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you're following him, taking him, accepting him into your heart, be, having your heart be circumcised, hey, that's great. You, we've been made new. One, one. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Again, all that separation is gone. It's no more, hey, you're Jewish, you're Gentile. No, that's gone because there's just one. There's one God, one way to get there. And we're one people in that sense. They were, we're tearing that down. Because back then, they had the wall. They had that separation between the Jewish people and the Gentiles. Yeah, you think of Jonah. Jonah, God, of course, got, you know, he, God sent him with a message to go to live to Nibia. You know, basically a pagan town full of a bunch of Gentiles. And, you know, Jonah, you know, him and Hall, because he didn't really want to go there. But he was like, he delivered his message or whatever. And then he was expecting to see everybody get wiped out. But then, you know, they, they all repented. And, and God said to give him forgiveness. And Jonah wasn't happy about that. Had they been, had that been a Jewish town, Jonah would have been like, "Oh, thank you, God. That's awesome. Whatever. Thank you for forgiving all my people, whatever, and sparing them and stuff like that." Because he would have made that distinction. Because, but because they weren't Jewish, they, they were Gentiles. He was like, he wanted to set up, he get the popcorn ready. He was wanted to wait for the fireworks. He wanted to see what was going to happen. He wanted to see, you know, God rain down fire and ash and destroy the whole place, whatever pestilence, whatever it was he was going to do, and just take them all out. Because they had that separation. It was like me versus you, whatever. And, and that's the thing. We 
constantly, part of that whole being children of wrath and stuff, we constantly keep trying to put up separations. How many different types of Christians are there out there? Uh, you know, you got you got your uh, Baptists, you got your Lutheran. Right, there's divisions within that too, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever they got, you know, like you're this type of Baptist or you're this type of Lutheran, whatever. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, Catholics, whatever. Instead of we're all, if, if you are following Christ, if you're, you're accepting Him into your heart and, and, and into your heart, really into your heart, and let your heart be circumcised by Him, so you're walking with Him and talking with Him, being baptized, and be renewed uh, with that. Um, you know, we're Christians. Um, just, just did or whatever. Yeah, we all got some different points of views. We got like certain passages of the Bible that maybe we like a little bit more, or a little bit of interpretation about that. But we're Christians. But instead, what are we doing? We're we're trying to put up walls, whatever. There, we're trying to put up walls, and that's not what God's looking for. God wants to tear down those walls because at the end of the day, we are His people. All of us are His children. All of us are His people, and He loves us all. He has great rich mercy for each and every one of us. He has great love and mercy for us. In the Gentiles who were not his chosen people, he still loved them. He still had great mercy for them. And he provided a way for salvation for them through Christ. Because, again, we're unifying as one body through Christ, becoming one. And in that way, it's, it's similar to, of course, you know, when you get married. Again, as we know if from the Bible, when, when you know, the two become married, man and wife become married, they become one, one flesh. It's not meant to be like, well, yeah, this is my wife, and then I, I put a wall right here. And then over here is the husband or whatever. And, you know, like some of those Amish beds or whatever, where they had the, like, they put that little wall there between the, the bed or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm sure my wife might like to put that little board there sometimes between the bed or whatever, and uh, some nights or whatever. But basically, you know, like you're putting up a wall, putting a barrier there or whatever, instead of trying to actually be the fact of, no, when you're married, while you're both still alive, you are one. God sees us as one. And so you need to work in harmony and, and, and you know, do things or whatever, which means, you know, if the one doesn't want to do something, you don't go and do it because you're not working as one. You're, trying to put, you're basically trying to put up a wall there. You're putting up a barrier between yourselves, whatever, and that's not going to be good for your marriage. But we also do that in other things in our lives. We're putting up walls and barriers against other people, whatever. We want to classify, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem because, well, you know, you live over there or something like that. And so we're putting up a wall. We're putting up a barrier there. And we're segregating that person off, whatever, and we're basically like, yeah, whatever. We don't care, whatever. And that's not what God's about. God is about, again, he's showing, he's rich in that mercy. He's showing his love, whatever, every day. He wants us to pour out that same love and mercy. Because if you're walking with Christ and you have that perfect peace, it's your job to be sharing that with everybody you come across against and not be putting up barriers. We put up barriers in so many ways. We put up barriers with our, again, family members, close family members. You know, there's stuff that you're choosing not to actually share with them because... For one reason or the other, but God doesn't want you to be putting up those barriers there. You know, yes, have healthy boundaries, you know what I mean? Uh, there, uh, but you shouldn't be to the point of where you're putting up walls, because if this is somebody you, you, know, you care about, if these are family members that you care about, why are you putting up a wall trying to you know, hide stuff from them or trying to keep stuff from them or whatever? If, if you truly care about these people, you're not going to be trying to hide stuff from them, trying to keep stuff from them. You're going to be open and honest with them. But sometimes we, we feel like we can't share something with our friends because we get embarrassed by it or we're ashamed of something. And, and so the enemy tells us uh, you know, to keep it a secret or to put up that wall and that barrier or whatever. And, and so that way he can keep attacking us because we're putting up a wall there. And the same thing applies, again, because when we're not sharing with our friends and families, we're probably also then not sharing it with God either. We'll, we start to put up a barrier then between God too, whatever. Because 
we, we can't, we don't, you know, like, hey, if I can't, you know, you, 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 because the way we tend to work as humans, I can't share with this person over here. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I also I can't share with God or whatever, because if I'm afraid of this person's judgment, oh my God, what is he going to say or whatever? <laughs> but he already knows everything, so it's not like you're actually telling him something he doesn't know, okay? Just, just you're the only, you put him a barrier trying to fool yourself thinking that you're hiding something from him. Well, you're not. He knows. He knows whatever it is. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what your thought is. But he wants you to share it with him. He wants you to tear down that wall. Tear it down. Destroy it. Because you don't need that wall in between him. Um, in fact, actually, God literally destroyed, you know, the, the veil. That was the separation in the temple where the, only the high priest, basically, he could go forth and, and actually go face to face with God. But God tore that down because he's done with walls. There's no need for them anymore. We can go straight to him through Jesus Christ. And that's why in Matthew 25, verses 51, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. He took out that wall. He took out the wall between Jews and Gentiles by coming through Jesus Christ. Where there, there's no wall. There's no boundaries. There's no separation. Where we have eternal life. We have salvation through Jesus Christ. There's no wall to talking to God no more. You don't have to have somebody else go and go behind some curtain in order to be able to talk to God on your behalf. No. You have access to him right there in your heart. Right there, wherever you are. Bam, you have access to him. But the enemy wants us to put up walls. He wants us to put up walls with God. He wants to put up walls between your, your spouses. He wants you to put up walls between your family members and your loved ones and, the, and your cherished friends, whatever. Your good, good friends who are actually there who just want to help you, whatever. There are bad friends out there, and yes, you should have safe uh, distances from those, <laughs> uh, from those friends and other people out there. But that's what I'm saying. It is the person who's out there looking to help you and stuff like that and truly is a friend who really is a real friend and wants to care about you. They need you to share what you're thinking and feeling. They need to share the stuff so they can help you through whatever it is, so they can be that friend to lean on or whatever. And that's the same thing. God wants to be there for you too. And you have to tear down that wall. Don't listen to the enemy about put up that wall. You should be ashamed and embarrassed by yourself. Here's the thing. As, God, as we already know, there back in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, we are all dead in trespass and sin. We already all did all the stuff, whatever. As far as God's concerned, it's all the same. We were all dead, but we have life through Jesus Christ. The breaker down of walls, the tear down of walls. So that's what he does. He tears down those walls. He tears down those separations so we can be all unified as one body under Christ. One body under Christ. All of us. One body under Christ. Not this body over here. 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 One body, because he's tearing down all those walls. So when, when you start to feel the enemy telling you, like, you can't share this with God, or you can't share this with this person over here, and stuff like that, you got to really be asking yourself, first off, you got to be going to God, first off. Tear down that wall, tear down any of that separation there. Don't even think about, like, letting put up that wall between you and God. Because whatever it is, yes, you can share with God. God wants you to share it with him. God wants you to deliver it. He's torn down that veil so you can go straight to it, because he wants you to share it with him. Yeah. Tear down those walls. Tear down that barrier. Tear down that embarrassment, fear, and anxiety. Whatever the enemy is inflicting upon you, tear it down and share it with God. Turn it over to him, and he yes. will give you his perfect peace. Amen. He will give you that perfect peace. He will shower you in the riches of his mercy. He will shower you in his great love for us. 
your spirit will be renewed, your body will be re renewed, your mind will be renewed, your soul will be renewed. You'll have that peace, that confidence that comes with walking with him. But first, you have to tear down any walls that you're letting the enemy put up between you and him. Then, listen to whatever God instructions has for you, whatever. Uh, you know, like, tear down some of those walls that you're putting up between your fellow, you know, fellow members who are also in the same body. Who, again, we're all one body. We're all walking with God. Tear down those walls. Listen to the God about how to go about that. What, who the right person is, you know, to tear down those walls with again. There's walls to tear, you know, tear down those walls, whatever, versus this is not somebody you should be associating with because they're not the right person for you to associate with. And God will give you those instructions if you tear down that barrier between you and him, which is what he wants you to do. But the enemy is all about putting up walls. And you turn around, and you know, a lot of times you turn on the news days, it's, Put up a new wall. Put up the walls over here. I keep seeing, like, uh, I don't know if you guys see this. There's a commercial or whatever. And it's, I forget who it is. I think it's Cox. I think it's Cox got this commercial. Maybe you don't have Cox where you are. But here they're like an internet cable conglomerate thing in the library that people complain about half the time. Or but they provide your internet and your cable TV and whatnot and stuff like that. And the people are saying, like, I don't know my neighbors or whatever. You know, like, they live the next house over or whatever, something like that. But they're like, I really wish I would know my neighbors or whatever. But they don't know because they put up a wall. You know, we put up with those fences, you know. And it's not like that nice little white picket fence that you maybe could look through. No, no, no. We're putting up that nice fence over here, that nice privacy wall. So you, you can't see the other person or whatever. You can maybe hear what's going on on the other side, but you can't see the other neighbor or whatever. And so we're putting up these walls there. And so you don't know who your neighbor is because you have put up this wall. You don't go over there. You're not breaking down that wall to go over and, and introduce yourself and talk to your neighbors and stuff like that that people did back in the day. Instead, it's we keep to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to put up those walls, wants us to put up that separation because he is scared of us when we come together. Because mm -hmm. there is power when we come together, when we gather, when three or more of us gather together, there is power there, present. But the enemy wants us to keep separated. The enemy does not want us together. The enemy does not, and, and we can gather in lots of ways, by the way. I mean, technology has made it very easy for us to gather in all sorts of ways, so you don't always have to gather in person, because again, God's not limited, uh, like, oh, I only can only work whenever you're standing right next to each other. No, God's a little bit more powerful than that. His Wi-Fi is really strong. It's got very good range, full bars, max volume, max power, Max distance, wherever you are, whatever, it works out really well, okay? So don't let the enemy think you're like, oh, God can't reach me here. No, God can reach you wherever. And God can reach all of us together through whatever we're using to pull us together, whatever. But if we're putting up walls and barriers between each other, it makes it harder for us to come together. Because, again, we start classifying like, oh, yeah, that person over there, that's their problem because they're uh, whatever. And that person over there is a you know, type A person, this is a type B and a type C, whatever. And we start putting up those barriers, we start putting up those little walls, we start putting people in those boxes and stuff like that. We're starting to segment the fact of like, not one body, and we are one body. We need to stop trying to separate and put walls and barriers in places that God does not want us to put those walls and barriers. Instead, tear down any barriers between you and God. Destroy those. Go to him. Plead to him. Cry out to him. Worship him. Just let him into your heart. And that's a hard place for a lot of people to go. Because that, that little barrier there, the, um, the circumcision of your heart. See, the Jewish people, they went, and the males, of course, they got the physical circumcision. But a lot of them didn't necessarily have their heart circumcised. Sure, on the outside, they were circumcised. They tore down that barrier. 
but they didn't tear down the one that actually mattered. That was in their heart. And you see that by a lot of times, God would walk away for two seconds, and what would they do? It's just like the parents, whatever, you got kids, whatever, and you leave the room, whatever. You come back five minutes later, there's paint on the wall, toilet paper on the floor, maybe poop on the wall too, whatever, you know, liquid spilled all over. Like, somehow there's spaghetti on the chair, on the floor, in the hair. Like, how, how'd that happen? I don't know. I mean, there, how did you not get anything in the bowl? Like, the food's all over the place, but it's not even on the plate. Like, there's nothing on the plate. It's all over the place. How, how'd that happen, whatever? Like, stuff like that happens, whatever, because... They weren't circumcised in their heart. They hadn't circumcised their heart. They hadn't broken down that barrier, that wall in their heart, and turned it over truly to God. And so because they had that barrier in there, they were more tempted to just go and do other things or whatever. And that's the whole thing. That's when Jesus came, whatever. It wasn't about the physical circumcision. It was about your heart, your mind, your soul, circumcising those, breaking down those barriers and accepting Jesus Christ and God in into your life as your Lord and Savior so that we may walk with him as one and no longer have that veil between us, no longer have a wall between us, but instead that is destroyed so that we may walk together. I, I just, it's so easy to want to put up walls. It really is. Who, who doesn't want to put up a wall? You know, like, because you want to protect yourself, right? You want to protect yourself from hurt and harm, whatever. You know, you see it in, uh, my, my wife, she likes to watch these uh, sappy Hallmark movies and stuff like that. <laughs> and I, I'd, I'd rather, there's, I'd probably like to go under Chinese torture half the time. But, uh, but she likes to watch these movies. But like a lot of times the characters, they kind of have been hurt uh -huh. in their lives or whatever. And so they put up these walls to protect themselves from love, from connecting to another human being or whatever. They put that out there. And God doesn't want that. God wants to be happy with him. God doesn't want to be putting up those walls <laughs> preventing us from connecting one another because he made us be people. And he made us be people that like people or whatever, that need human connection or whatever. Because when we don't have human connection, if you become that hermit, you tend to go a little cuckoo. Um, <laughs> most people don't handle isolation very well because we need that interaction with other people. That's the way God made us, to be able to interact with other people. Well, the enemy wants us to put up that barrier, that wall to prevent us from getting that interaction with other people, getting that healthy interaction, healthy interaction. Because again, the enemy can tempt us and stuff like that and cause unhealthy interaction. So that's where we have to, again, turn over to God for the right way to interact with people, the right way to tear down the walls, the right way to tear down the barriers so we can have a healthy interaction with another person, our family member, loved ones, children, you know, you know, significant others, friends, and stuff like that. But he wants us to have that interaction, whatever. But the enemy wants us to put up those barriers. So, like in those sappy romance movies, whatever, the, the guy or the girl, they put up these barriers, whatever. Of like, I'm tough, whatever. I don't need that. I don't care about anybody and all this other stuff. And then the other person chips away at that wall until eventually the wall broken down. They realize, oh my God, I do need. <laughs> I do have feelings for you. I, I do need this actually in my life. It makes me a better person. Love makes me a better person. And having that love in my life makes me happier, more fulfilled. And just like God, he's got all this love he wants to pour into us because again, that makes us a better person. Just as having a good love of somebody you really care about in your life makes you a better person, having God's love filling you and flowing into you makes you an even better person. Makes you even more perfect because God is perfect. And he knows the right way to love us in every situation, the right way to care for us and inspire us and lift us up. But the enemy wants us to put in those barriers. 
so many ways we want to put in those barriers, so many ways we want to try to separate ourselves prevent ourselves from hurt, or because that person, maybe they look a little different, or they do things a little differently than us, whatever, and we just don't like that for whatever reason, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So we want to put up a barrier. We want to put up that separation for whatever reason. We want to classify that person and stuff like that. Maybe they're from a different country or something like that. And again, we put up a barrier so like, we don't care about your problems or something like that, and, you know, or we don't care about the town, next, the town over or stuff like that. It's not my concern or whatever. And we're putting up these barriers, and that's not what God's looking for us to do. Because he wants us to show his love, just as he's sharing us with all of his love. He wants us to return and share out that love, radiate that love to our, all of our fellow human beings. And you can't do that when you're putting up a wall. Because I put up that wall, and here's my love. Boing! Yep, there's the wall. Boing! It's not making it anywhere. It's hitting that wall. It's bouncing back. It's not penetrating or whatever. Let the Lord use it. Come on. Say what? <laughs> What you gotta do? You gotta tear down that wall. You gotta tear down that barrier. Just like the veil. You gotta tear it down. So then it's gone. Yeah. And now that love can go through. That love, his love can go through. He can come from you and he can show it off his love and have it go out there and now it can reach this person. It can reach that person. Yeah. If you start putting up that barrier, that boundary, that veil, protecting, stopping that, his love can't go forth because you're putting up that block there. You're blocking it. You're blocking God's love. Why are you blocking God's love? Why are you blocking God's love? Why, do, why, why? There's no reason to. It's perfect, it's gonna give you peace, clarity, understanding, reassurance, it's gonna renew your mind, body, and soul, and spirit. There's no reason to block it except that you're giving into the enemy's lies. He's letting you give into your fears, your anxiety, to throw up those barriers, to try to quote unquote, try to protect yourself. And instead, you're actually hurting yourself by putting up those walls, by not opening up to God, and following God's wisdom about how to tear down other barriers and other walls in your lives with other people so that you can show God's love to those people. So just, I, I hope it, this reaches so many people out there who, who are putting up barriers because there's so much right now where you, we see where people just want to put up walls and barriers from one another and, and just they're putting up barriers between God and they're putting up barriers between each other. That's not what God wants for us. He wants us to, that to come down. So let me close out with a short little prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your perfect peace, God. I thank you, Lord, for your perfect wisdom and understanding, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for using the, the tear down of walls, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for letting us be one body under Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for being as one body within Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for lifting us up, Lord, letting us know that we are one, Lord. All of us are one, Lord. You tore down the barriers. You tore down the barriers between 